You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for all the Drone You members out there. We're hoping that we can help you turn those skills well help you gain the skills to pay the bills my name is paul my name is rob and as always thrilled that you're hanging out with us if you are if you are then you're hearing me say this but in all seriousness appreciate you spending a few minutes of your very important time with us thank you yes thank you got an interesting question today i we may have touched this one before Uh, But we're going to hit it one more time. Um, Really, truly understanding uh, when you create maps uh, with your drone, how the drone's GPS system can affect your map quality when you don't have a rover or in this uh, user's or question asker, His context is when you don't have a base station. So this will be a quick, easy one. I also want to throw out some other options for GPS. This will be uh, a little bit new. So there will be some new information tied in here because as you guys know, the drone industry constantly evolves. So as always, my name is Paul. I think I've already said that. (laughs) Oopsie. But the show is brought to you by... The show is brought to you by our DroneU mapping class. We now have a longer... Schedule, join us for an extra day and learn how to create point clouds from all different types of image acquisition strategies. It's the only drone mapping class that is actually going to have you fly and run missions and have a great student to teacher ratio. Not only that, but all the instructors actually have real world experience in creating these maps and models. Join us for a mapping class. You won't regret it as it'll seriously improve your confidence and give you enough practice and repetition to be able to process any deliverable that you'll need in your business. Join us, go to thedroneu.com and check out the events section. Sign up for a mapping class today. Hello from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. My name is Scott. Thanks guys for a real commitment to uh, helping people develop and become confident in this industry. I really appreciate it. I'm sending this message because I am curious to know an opinion in the case that I, for whatever reason it may be, do not have my base station with me to mark ground control points, if there is any benefit had by using the drone to mark the ground control points, or does that natural um, error that a drone has further multiply the level of error that the map would have in its entirety? Thanks very much. Thank you very much for the question, Scott. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it begs the question, are you just wasting your time doing that? I mean, uh, or can you make use of it if you at least understand what data you're getting? Well, I think the latter question is more important because if he were, uh, you know, and I've gone back and forth on this issue throughout my mapping career, but it's become clearer and clearer as uh, things have evolved. But it... it, it really depends on what you're doing with the data, right? I would say the only instance where it would be okay is if you're doing something like a volumetric measurement where it doesn't really matter where your particular map ends up in the real world. Mm. Everything else, I would argue it does matter. And so his question is, is there any benefit to using the drone to mark GCPs or do anything like that? The short answer is no. 
Um, and let me give you some context as to why. So in our mapping class, exercise five was taken from the drone you fly in. And this was actually an accident exercise, but we use it in class to go over scale constraints and then taking linear measurements when you know the scale constraint is good to go. So there is a 20 foot tape in that particular exercise and we have students mark the same side of the tape closest to the grass to showcase that if their marking is good, their scale will be good. Now, in that same exercise, we've we've given the example of, well, this showcases if you've got good GPS data, you've got a scale constraint that you can still get, you know, reasonable information and insights out of said data. That is true to a point. Um, you might be able to get a volume, but when we have students measure lines, for example, uh, if we have a line uh, measured from, say, the intersection uh, line to the rear axle of the car to showcase maybe who was at fault in that particular uh, map. Well, you can measure, it's actually both people are at fault because they both broke the line. But that said, you can actually measure the distance from the line to the car. That line distance is correct, but when you put it in something like Global Mapper, QGIS, ArcGIS, you're going to find that those lines come up five to six feet to the north of where they're actually supposed to be. So let's say you were to go to court and say, yes, based off of our findings, our reconstruction of the area, we found that this user was, you know, eight feet into the intersection from the line showcasing that that person was at fault. If I was a good SME for the defendant, I could, you know, pull up their data inside ArcGIS or Global Mapper and say, well, how can you expect anyone to to believe these measurements when they're not true to their position in the real world, right? And I just bring this up as a legal example because um, I think it's important for people to know that you may think that you have great data, you may think that everything is great without using GCPs, but it's really not. Um, even with certain scale constraints, there's a lot of limitations to that. And we even teach with scale constraints, you may still get a good relative accuracy, i.e. taking measurements, but the absolute accuracy of like where those measurements are in the real world, well, they're not going to show up exactly where you want them to. So to answer his question, are there any benefits to doing it? I would say no, I don't think there are any benefits. And this is consumer grade GPS. So you might see large error, mm -hmm. especially when you don't do a good compass calibration, et cetera. So got it. So as long as you're not using it for any type of important measurement, then do all the mapping, 3D modeling you want, just understand. There's no point in, in doing the whole GCP thing. Yeah, and I think another example is like, let's say Kevin's example, Amazon Distribution Center, right? They're using those ortho mosaics as a simple time-lapse kind of functionality, right? Of uh, we just want to see the progress of the site. Mm -hmm. That map is not actually going into say, Google Earth or ArcGIS mm -hmm. to say, this is where everything is in the real world. Those are two very different things. Right. So I would say, you know, without GCPs, uh, you need to know that. Like, your data is not going to be where you think it is in the real world. And also using consumer GPS, your phone, your drone, that is not sufficient for GCPs. This brings up an important point, Rob. We've seen Trimble's newest solution, the DA2, which is a rover. It's RTK based. Um, 400 bucks. Now you got to pay the subscription for TBC, but now you're half the price of an MLID RS2. 
So Emlet is, uh, which Emlet RS2 has probably been, you know, go-to solution for a lot of drone mappers. Right. It's been very accurate and it's great f- in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. But Trimble's newest solution really takes the cake. Um, in addition, we are seeing other GPS solutions pop up, some that we're going to test, um, that could uh, put Aeropoint um, on a new competitive hmm. track. So we'll see. Interesting, because the price of Aeropoint's coming down, right? They have been coming down. Yeah, I believe you get, what, 10 now for six grand or five grand. Hmm. And the new ones are actually really cool. They're a lot easier to use. They have a display on them. Hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, a lot of people really like those newer ones. You can connect multiple sets together. Yeah. So So one last question about using the drone to get your, your points. Is it feasible? Let's just say that you're in a position, I don't know, whatever. You've, you've traveled eight hours and you forgot your base station and it's the only thing you have to accomplish the mission. Are you going to go back and get them or is there a way to go ahead with just the drone and then account for the difference accurately? Um, in all honesty, the answer realistically is no. Hmm. Um, now could you have something like survey nails or a natural marker that you could know the point of mm. and potentially mark that in the map. Yes, you could potentially do that. Okay. Now, well, in our neighborhoods, we have them every 60 feet or so. <laughs> yes, but the hard part is being able to see that at 200, 300, 400 Some feet. Some fluorescent paint maybe. Uh-huh, paint yeah. It. You'd have to definitely put something there or use a landing pad and put the center of the landing pad right on the Right s- over it, true. Yeah, yeah, even better, yeah. So um, so the answer is it is possible. It's mm. a rare occurrence though that you're able to make that work. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, in, in most places, you're not going to find a... Perfect survey nail. Right. Yeah. And like our brand new neighborhood, you can see them every 40 feet. You right. Know, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, but anyway. Uh, interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, again, sometimes there are natural markers as well that you might be able to use. Um, but I think if, you know, it's always good to keep an extra rover maybe in your car if you have the money, but that's expensive. Well, so. but if you can get the $400 one, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, don't leave home without it. Think of it, you could buy five of those for one MLID. Yeah, and you then could if have you, them in all your cars, kind of like a garage door opener. Or like a firearm. So, <laughs> <laughs> Or that. <laughs> Same but different. Uh, you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this show today. If you have a question, go to askdroney.com. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you for your support. Uh, consider joining us at a training coming out to colorful Colorado. Love to see you. Or become a Drone U member. But that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone U. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.